Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is A New World Order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the Nation of Zane Australia, here with my colleague from across the seas and my nemesis <laughs> from across the seas. He who has thrown the first stone in the first international war that we've had on this podcast. Care to introduce yourself, you war criminal? Dog, as you might say. I am your reigning, defending, undisputed War nation criminal. states champion, Sebastian of the United States of South America. Yeah, you'll be defending, all right, by the sound of it. I'm born defending, <laughs> born defending, <laughs> dying defending, living defending. Yeah, you got all the all the things that mean yes. <laughs> and I am Andrew Shoster, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time each week, we are confronted with issues in our hypothetical nations on nationstates.net and we bring them to the table to yell at each other about them. Can I just say this is not a good time to be joining us. You really need to <laughs> Go rewind, back a couple of episodes. rewind a couple of episodes. 76 is where shit hits the fan. Because what's happened is in our second season, every five episodes, we are confronted by a different global threat, be it zombies, be it time travelers, be it the rapture. This time there is a international power nuclear conflict. Mm -hmm. Now, while none of us were directly involved in that, so America decided that this was the time to declare war on Zane Australia and thus... We are at war. Before we start <laughs> today, America, well, sub myself, Sebastian, I've always considered me and my people to be- Is this a press release? Are there, are there cameras going off and you in front of a podium with your flag behind you waving ever so gently? My flag off <laughs> a Minotaur's head. <laughs> uh, we have always considered ourselves to be a kind, but most importantly, a forgiving people. So right now on this international stage, we want to say, Zane Australia, mm -hmm. we forgive you for what you've done and we are happy to Whoa. move forward. All right. Opportunity. Well, I'll take the first issue <laughs> and let's see how that works out. My issue is blazing through the paper trail. Following a recent fire in the National Archive caused by rogue Sub-American uh, factions, which destroyed thousands of important documents, several vocal representatives have approached me with solutions. I see. These Americans are dogs. And also, we have to face facts. Technology has advanced beyond physical record-keeping, counsels Wesley Fernandez, the PR representative for the Eastern Electronic. 
Digital records are easier to maintain and easier to back up. Our company can facilitate the switch from archaic paper records to the sleek new electronic system. There is a slight risk of electronic tampering, but our security systems are more than capable. Frankly, I'm surprised that a technologically advanced society such as Zane Australia's is not already completely We also digital. respect tradition. <laughs> uh, but as you say, government size, bureaucracy, it's time to get around to it, maybe. Option number two. <laughs> you are correct. So Americans are dogs, but also, hold on a second. What about us? Asked Bruce Martin, the CEO of a national paper supplier. We might not have the flash of an electronic system, but I'll tell you what we do have. Quality customer service. You're saying fires are bad. Well, we hear you loud and clear. Stick with us and not only will we make physical copies of all the files to store in different locales, but I'll get my research team to whip up some fire-resistant paper too. Let's see those IT poindexters do all that. Now, fire-resistant paper, also technological advancement. True. Pretty and impressive stuff. And exportable. And exportable, exactly right. Or, or uh, franchisable, licensable. Yeah. I You're will just- say there is a very interesting product on the market now called Stone Paper. Yes. It's, it's fireproof and it's also washable. Is- oh, seriously? Yeah. You're just going to have kids making paper mache helmets running into fires to save people <laughs> and getting themselves killed. This is dangerous. Option Hilariously dangerous. <laughs> No, no, no! With all these Americans about, it's all too dangerous! Screams Hermione Smiley, dressed only in a cured peacock hide. Paper can be destroyed by fire or floods, and electronic copies are susceptible to viruses and hackers. The only way to truly keep our records safe, and we must be recorded onto stone tablets. Oh, goodness. Fire can't destroy them, and I'd like to see someone hack a piece of granite. She does have some good security issues there. Well, yeah, it's Americans. If you were prepared to hack off a bit of the stone block for information, you could also go in and hack all the all all the writing on there and make it completely illegible. Yeah, there's a million things you could do. That's all three. I have any vetoes? Seb America. I'm not gonna <laughs> veto you, but I have tried my best to teach you in the last two episodes about sticking your neck out where it does not belong in these times you're leaving yourself open to a cyber attack. And by God, if it happens, you deserve it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You have now, you have now twice cited the threat of military buildup as mm-hmm. reasons for vetoing Zane Australian decisions. Here you have a clear, well, not so clear, a very shadowy, uh, uh, you know, circumstantial uh, Bit of bit, bit of plotting potentially for some spy games and you know keeping information secret. What kind of information could it be? Is it espionage? Is it is it dossiers on on all sorts of world leaders around the place? And you are choosing not to get involved now. Right now, the world is watching. Submerica- if he wants to go into and look into nefarious means of operating through these war times, that's up to him. I was trying to protect his people, but if he's going to be the villain, I will not stand in his way. I have been watching on the sidelines now (laughs) for the past two episodes, and can I just say I am getting some very strange vibes from you right now, Seb. Mm. This is is very, 
This is shady. Pre-USSR <laughs> Russia vibes. Inconsistent, might I say. Inconsistent. No, no, it's consistent. Which is, which is not inconsistent with <laughs> sub-American policy, but it is eerily inconsistent. No, no, this is all for the same means. If he is going to put his citizens in harm's way, I will do my best to protect them from an irresponsible governor. But if he wants to enter the fray as a willing combatant, that's his choice, but the world is watching. He can ruin his own image. He doesn't need my help. I want to build up my army. You won't veto me? Because that's exactly what you did. (laughs) No, no. If you're putting your citizens in harm by- Building up my army? By making yourself look like a threat when you're not willing to go through with it, then yeah, I will stop you. But if someone attacks me, I'm willing to attack. But right now you're making steps- to launch an attack on someone else. So you've now signaled Wait, to me. What attacks am I launching? <laughs> By backing up my records. You know what you're after. What am I what are you what are you even implying? No, I'm gonna let history write itself right now, okay, Zane? You make your choice. After Seb, this American attack, in, I will recover. <laughs> in modern speak, in the modern lingo, picks or it didn't happen. You're laying out a lot of accusations. And nothing is sticking to the wall as far as I'm concerned. Time will reveal all. <laughs> Talking in platitudes won't save you. Is there a veto from Antropolia? I would urge you not to go with the stone option. <laughs> By vetoing? <laughs> <laughs> because that was never an option. <laughs> but government records, uh, can I just say, are susceptible to um, infiltration and not not the best of, of security because you've got bureaucrats involved and it's they're not necessarily incentivized the right way to keep secrets. But I, I would say that but the same things that apply to digital uh digital records as opposed to yeah. um physical records. But if you're gonna hack into it, duplication will fix that. If you keep two separate versions yes. of oh, the yes, same yes, data. Yes. That, that's true. But uh, as far as Andropoli is concerned, I would actually uh, go with the uh, fireproof paper. Uh, mm. Try with that. It's 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 much easier to lock up a bit of paper than it is to lock up data that is freely accessible. Also, with Americans spraying fire about, <laughs> I'm going to go with security systems. I'm surprised the world is standing with its mouth agape in this shock. This was a test, said America. And you didn't pass. So is that the paper or pure digitization? Pure digitization. Whoa, okay. The bonfire of the old paper records can be seen for miles. Oh, polluting the around world. Around Australia cities. Mm, textbook Children move. fed, clothed, happy, teachers report. <laughs> Teen Bill's working deep space exploration rocket. No reason. <laughs> Cheese-based computing. Might be just around the corner. IT up 6.5%. Scientific advancement up 23 Cheese, 0.3, and agriculture, 0.3, employment, 0.09. The big downs are average income down 0.3, government size down 0.3, tax down 0.2. Yeah. Look. Pretty negligible. I'm trying to get my tax down. (laughs) And 0.2 is a sizable amount. Let's just um, say I'm where, where around sixty percent right, now. Yeah, where it is right now, the only way is down. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so that's it. Excellent. Well, America, I invite you to to take the floor. Thank you. My issue is called down with that. I will point out none of my issues have real, really much to do with the uh, current dilemma that's going really? on. Really, because you're pretty good at spinning Zane Australian issues. 
into warmongering. I welcome, I welcome the spin my way. I'm just telling you as a basic level, they're all pretty insular. Okay. A Submarican cruise ship ran aground last week in the treacherous waters off the southern coast. That's cruise ship in inverted commas, right? Yeah, cruise missile mm. ship. Yeah. yeah. The captain, Montgomery Columbus, had infamy, sorry, had infamy bestowed upon him after it was found out that he abandoned ship before all passengers on board safely made it off. Ah, Def- because it was on a suicide run. Defying yeah. centuries of maritime tradition. <laughs> 20 people drowned in that accident and that scumbag decided his life was more important, rhetorically asks Susie Kelly, one of the surviving passengers of the ship, still visibly shaken from what had occurred. Ship captains should always see to it that everyone is everyone on board gets off safely before they do. After all, they can't direct the rescue effort if they aren't on the actual ship. If they don't, we must punish them. These cowards, sorry, punish these cowards to the fullest extent of the law. Why should that be codified in law? Mm. Well, it says it's a maritime tradition. So it's one of those things that it's like frowned upon if you don't do it, but it's, I think, okay, let's put this in a, let's put this in a classroom. If there was a, 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 an incident involved in a chemistry class. Yeah. And the teacher running it ran out of the room without giving any assistance and a bunch of children died due to noxious gases that the, Teacher perhaps could have you know had you know gotten them out in time to save them. Yes, but he elected to save himself. Mm. That would be a failure of duty, duty of care. So I and think he'll probably duty of never, care, never teach again. Yes, yeah. but I think if you, but I if don't you, think this captain's ever going to captain again because he's now infamous. No, but <laughs> but but he could be punished due to failing his duty of care. As I mean. What so kind it, of punishment? I want to know. I'm not a boatman. Just but a, you're going to make the law. Just on a but, side note, would either of you happen to know if the captain of the uh, was it the Costa Concordia, the Italian ship? You're just making up words now. <laughs> I have no around? idea. No, whether, whether he's captaining again. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Let's not be too hasty about assigning blame here. Countess Captain Columbus. Oh, here he is. Who's remarkably <laughs> shorter and skinnier than you expected him to be. I'm just as traumatized as anyone else. I was actually helping coordinate the rescue operation. A bleat from a safety of land. <laughs> it's not my duty to add to the death toll, is it? And finally... Well, he makes a valid point. I will say, Francesco Chatino, the captain of the Costa Concordia, was jailed in 2017 no. for his role in the uh, the crash of the boat, which killed 32 people. Okay. okay. That captain is nothing but a, li- a lily-livered landlubber, scoffs Rear Admiral <laughs> Rhodes. When Seb America first took to the seas, the ship's captain was obliged to go down with the ship, even if they were within spitting distance of the shore. <laughs> it was the honourable thing to do back then. We should return to our maritime traditions and any captain that doesn't like it should be given a good old keel hauling. Oh, there you go. Your executioner can finally do something. <laughs> he is he is quite busy. So busy, not busy. The, the word that means not busy. Free. He's lots of lots of spare time. So options. Ah, uh, that sounds like spin again, <laughs> America. Um, oh, did I say busy? I meant the opposite of that. Yeah, the Very. Good, I meant not the good one. Busy. <laughs> um, Seems like you're bad at interpreting data, Seb. It would seem like that. Um, so option three is to allow the uh, the navy to do with him as they see fit. Yes, but it also seems like in the third option, they're saying regardless of whether everyone else is off, the captain must go down with the ship. Like the ship is sinking, the captain is now dead. 
Yeah, that's that, that is that is that is the tradition because boats were captains were hired for the owner of the boat. Yep. The captain was not necessarily the owner of the boat. So if the captain was in charge when the boat was going down, they go down with the boat. Their well, life is on the line. Let's just say if he comes back to shore without yeah. the boat, he's not stepping off the dock. No. <laughs> That's the so tradition. He's, he's going down anyway. <laughs> so these are all kind of blur options. None of them are insanely sorry, don't get me wrong. They're all not good. But See, none of them are terribly bad either. Mr Mr. Francesco there, I'm I would bank money that he was charged with uh, negligent behavior and charged with manslaughter. At, at, at the very least. And that's what he's sitting in jail yeah, for. Yeah, it was not, not for breaking, found guilty of manslaughter. Yeah, not for, not for breaking any sort of maritime tradition. Mm. Co- codifying that, I think, would be a mistake because then what other, what other rules would you like to codify? You know, what well, other cultural memes would you, would you put into law? The thing is, if, if I go with- don't op- go to church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. If two I years of prison. Go with option one where it's, it's, it's now a law the captain must stay on the ship not, not necessarily go down with it, but they must be on it until they have saved as many as can be saved. That going, I mean, for all the existing ship captains right now, different, but going forth, people will have knowledge of that. That's now the kind of the rule. So it'll bring in a different group of people. Well, okay. We're in an environment where some other big shots are threatening nuclear war with one another. We're bound to get swept up in, 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 the, in the turmoil, at the very least suffer some sort of fallout when they eventually mm. start going. You're already at war with Zane Australia. We're you don't war. acknowledge that, but Zane Australia is... Oh, are we still... Are you, do you still think we're at war? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll touch so, on that in a second. So perhaps, perhaps committing capable... Navy captains, the Navy of which you're quite proud, might I say, according, said, according to last week. No, I just said we're a fair <laughs> ship. Where, uh, we have lots of boats. Committing <laughs> uh, competent captains to die with their ships as they're sinking may not be the best course of action but for Submerica. It's hard to call him a competent captain when his ship was sinking. Not necessarily. I mean, if it's torpedoed. If anything, it's like reverse Darwinism. I'm letting the ones that should not be captains be captains longer by keeping them around when oh, they've proven a- that they can't. That's a dangerous ship. game. Well, I'm saying like, I'm, I'm letting the failed captains have another crack at it at, on equal footing with every captain who's never had a crash. T- that opens up so many so many possibilities. And what if they're just a victim of circumstance? They just happen to be in the wrong place at the I, wrong time. I think bring or it back. Or they're working <laughs> off bad intelligence from another department. Yeah. Mm. Uh, or or they, were, they were committed into an action by some incompetent bureaucrat higher up in the chain than them, and they're now the victim. This is a civilian ship. I want to put, this is a cruise liner. This is not a military vessel. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So this is a... All the more reason why you shouldn't codify it. Well, I think that's more, like, more reason to do it. Like I bring back to my children in the, in the chem lab example... In that situation, it's it for me. It's pretty much the same thing. So anyway, I'm going with option one, which is to legally mandate. So how, how are people supposed to do what they want if they're now not allowed to do this one thing? And that's to literally preserve, save themselves, preserve their own life. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to say one life is not worth as many lives as 40 people. If, if they're going to abandon ship and potentially kill those up to that tw- those 20 kids in the chem lab, so what the makes numbers those, what don't makes match those, up. What makes those kids' lives important? If one life isn't important, what makes somebody and else's life important? What if, what if paid? those people are trapped and he can't save them anyway? Well, that's the, that's the thing. It's everyone – oh, well, actually, let me read the, I'll, read, I'll read the phrasing. I thought it was to get everyone that could be saved off the ship. So if you're trapped, on, if you're trapped underneath, no, you're stuck, you know. But if you're on the, you know, outside, I figured – um, should get it on board safely. Oh, it is everyone. One second. <laughs> um, oh, they're all so shitty. Submerica Only a is... Sith deals an absolute, Submerica. <laughs> Submerica is becoming a very dangerous place to be. Not just because of the war. Can anyone ancient. say Mussolini? <laughs> I can. I just did. And we'll continue to for another couple episodes at least. I might. It's decision time. I might go with. Oh, it's so tough. Sorry, they're, they're just none of them are great, and they're all just the same level of bad. So it's really just me trying to find my best flavor of poop. You should let the navy do with them what they what they like. So you think option, which is pretty similar to option no, one, no, no. it's just and to bring the law into it, and that's fine. And if they kill him, then they will be arrested for murder or manslaughter or whatever the appropriate charge is, and they will be dealt with accordingly. Yeah, it's a tradition. You should leave it a tradition, which is letting the navy do what they want. No, the navy wants actual like permission to do extra. So ah, so, so yeah. amnesty for for murdering him. Yeah, so it's really make it a law handed by the judicial system that you must do this, ah. or let him just do like free himself if he wants to, or hand over full reins to the navy to do anything. Well, I guess you're tied by your own American beliefs, then, aren't you? <laughs> There's really only one option you can take and remain true to yourself. We are in a time of struggle and in, uh, in in, uh, in war, and I'm going oh, to so we are oh, in a time no, of war. acknowledged the, <laughs> the world, you dickheads. I'm going with option three, which is to give the navy full reign because we are in a time of conflict. And having them have a little bit more control would not be the worst thing, unless this is going to be stopped. I'm going with option three. Nope, I'm no, go for it. I was not attacked, hoist so those, I shall not attack. Hoist those petards. <laughs> Ships captain always order a return to port after the slightest sign of rain. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, too many children missing breakfast. Uh, elderly woman uh, re- welcomes the return of traditional values. Income rising. And economic growth forecasted. Very small ops. I'm okay. I'm just gonna. The following went up two percent: tourism, basket weaving, authoritarianism, social conservatism, primitiveness, and book publishing. As for the downs, the biggest was down six. Rudeness. And then I'll give you the, the ones that were down two because they're the next biggest: charmlessness, economic freedom, and economy. So very minor stuff. I was expecting a bit more blowback than that, but. But that's left a left a, the jaw just the, the door rather just slightly ajar. Now for all sorts of other horrible things to work their way in. If Zane Australia is not going to rescind <laughs> its war stance on Seb America, what by not attacking you? <laughs> well, I asked during the uh, during my question, uh, do you consider us to still be at war? I consider us to still be at war. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm just going to just place this little envelope. <gasps> on the middle of the table, and let's just call that our ticking clock. And if that envelope is still there by the end of two episodes' time on our Patreon episode, there will be hell to pay. 
What, what what's in the envelope, Seb? Hopefully, we'll never find out. How how but do if we not, find? We will find how out. How do we find out what's in the envelope? Listen in two episodes time. But what? How do I get rid of the envelope? How do I get rid of this hell envelope? How this is a this is a very. Oh, you've given me an ultimatum and said, oh, don't worry, we're not at war. It's just everything will be destroyed if this envelope is opened, Zane Australia. Don't worry, it's not a bomb pointed at you or anything. <laughs> it's not mutually assured destruction, Zane Australia. It's he, just an envelope, just he, a white paper envelope. He did call it a ticking time bomb. <laughs> I hope not literally. Andrew, Fred. you have the floor. <sighs> Seems somewhat less important now, my issue. <laughs> I wanted Amidst to main this- event this episode, but you told me to go next. So I was well, like, oh, sure, I'll take it. You were next in line and <laughs> it just felt right. Computer users fed up with heaps of spam. A survey citing a tremendous increase in unsolicited emails has added fire to the subject of what many view as the scourge of the internet. And I'm not surprised. The internet is a scourge. You should delete it. Mm, no, that would be a mistake. <laughs> Can I recommend deleting also, the internet? Also, I have no, no authority to delete it. Why not? Because it's not mine. It's not government. Can, <laughs> not an Andropolia anyway. Didn't stop me. <laughs> can I delete his internet? Is it mine? <laughs> I mean, you can try. That'll probably be a declaration of war on someone else. Speaking of which, the spam problem is out of control, states anti-spam advocate Sue Ann Dutert. I get at least 50 spam emails a day. This isn't even counting the spam people are posting on my social media feeds. This junk is a waste of time in that I have to delete it and, and, and a waste of my money in that I have to buy anti-spam programs, which hardly work anyway. People get swindled by this stuff. It should be a crime, just like regular fraud. Now, spam is a legitimate problem. It does happen. There are ways to filter it out. But the worst kind of spam is the insidious clickbait, you know, mm. deliberately fraudulent news reports or articles, even advertisements masked as articles yeah, saying something, yeah. I would consider those as spam, especially in a time of war, they are quite dangerous. Yes, because it would be terrible to have your government hacked because someone clicked on the wrong link. Yeah. A problem I would is, never know. Is that a threat? No, are I, you threatening me? No, I'm just <laughs> stating how terrible that would be. Yes, that would be terrible. Also, being murdered do would it, also Seb. be terrible. <laughs> How would Stop I do it? The, Wouldn't it be threat. terrible if a, uh, if an innocent-looking white envelope in the middle of the table just suddenly exploded, killing everyone yeah. in the room? Wouldn't I, I, that be terrible? I, I, can I, this is this is getting to be this is getting to be legitimately terrifying. <laughs> Submerica here is saber rattling, has already trimmed the moustache of of of, of the Zane Australians. By swiping it just willy nilly, just however it goes, and then after after two episodes of of, of this of this back and forth, you know, claiming that he is not in any way responsible for his actions, you know, leading Zane Australia down down the warpath, um, places an ominous white envelope in the middle of the table <laughs> during our council meeting and says, "By the way, it's your fault that this is here." And it's your fault if we all die. <laughs> okay, a lot of that has never been said. And then, and then you issue an idle little threat. It would be horrible, would it not, if your government was to be hacked, Andropolia? It would be Maybe horrible. Maybe I should stop that from happening for you. I don't like New Submerica. I didn't like old Submerica, but I really don't like New Submerica. Do I have an envelope for you? Give me <laughs> I that's, don't. That's two, said Merica. That is two. <laughs> two what? You don't want to make it three. <laughs> three what? 
A three ben? declarations. I just said, wouldn't it be terrible if your government was hacked? Wouldn't it be terrible yes. if someone declared war on you? Yes. Wouldn't it, it be would, terrible? All these things would be terrible. Brian Green. As is spam. Look, we're agreeing like friends. <laughs> a ban on all spam is a restriction of our freedom of speech and on the freedom of the press, screams Beth Long, president of the Citizens for Internet Freedom. What is the government to say? What is, what is the government to say what is and isn't commercial spam? Could they hold charity representatives off to jail for seeking donations? Could they jail politicians for using email to try and gain votes? Could they arrest me if I accidentally said my erotic novel in progress to the wrong address? Seriously, spamming is a subjective offence and as such should not be considered a crime. I happen to sympathise that I don't think you should be restricted in any way of sending anything, even if you are deliberately fraudulent. That should be dealt with separately. You shouldn't be restricted from your Isn't that what they're asking you to deal with, though, the, the fraudulent nature of spam? Uh, Sue Ann Dutert is specifically saying yes. It's a it's a waste of time and money to have to deal with it, and it's and it's potentially dangerous uh, to to begin with. The mm. anti spam software doesn't work because they the um, spammers just just get around it. <clears throat> uh, Beth Long, in option two, is suggesting to just let it be because it's a, it's a freedom of speech issue, which I happen to agree with her. There is a third option. By Francisco Sharp. Both sides are wrong, grumbles government paper pusher Francisco Sharp. Spam is definitely a problem, yet so is the restriction on freedoms which some draconian anti-spam codes would impose. I propose a ban on overtly fraudulent spam and a tax on more legitimate businesses that rely on spam as an advertising method and a strict legal definition of spam that would ensure no innocent person was prosecuted or taxed. While that sounds like a good idea on the surface, my so you're cons- imposing a tax as a fine, as a, as, a, as a sort of fine, yeah, for any legitimate complaint of spam that can't be defined as deliberately fraudulent, right? Yeah, my my concern would be that in codifying what spam is and how it is to be dealt with, the spammers would simply work yeah, around. You it. just give them another set yeah. of rules yeah, to yeah, work yeah. around, and in the and in the in the legitimate case of advertisements being masked as um, articles reviewing the product, yeah, sometimes just yeah. espousing its, its good nature, you know, seemingly an, an op-ed piece, but actually just, just a blatant advertisement if you read between the lines. Uh, where would that fall within the definition? Yeah. You would then have to constantly be re-regulating it, yeah. everything. So I think that uh, <clears throat> while that's a legitimate way of going about it, I think it would be very dangerous. I, I honestly, I think it's futile. Yeah. It's very similar to the... The, all the actual companies that try to block spam. That's, uh, they're, that's, they're in a yep. current one-upmanship with the spammers. That's exactly right. And, and, and once you start saying, okay, it's, it, it's okay to say something this way but not this way, uh, then you start encroaching on freedom of speech and before you know it, you're not allowed to say a whole list of things that you can be fined or imprisoned for, uh, mm. for saying. So for Andropolia, the only legitimate course of action is number two, to not, to not, not deal with it. It's a subjective crime. And you know, unfortunately, it's a it's a messy part of the the modern world. Also, like if, if we're talking strictly emails, spam folders are just a thing. You can they just, are, and yeah, I have to actively check through my spam folder just to make sure that some like legitimate emails yes. haven't been caught up. Yeah, actually, that's that's, like, that's that's the bigger danger now. Yeah, yeah, but that's how far out of my way I have to go just with a fucking Gmail account. Yeah. So it's not like this is oh no it's a, it's it's we've been inundated with this wave that we can't possibly get this bullshit. Just but then you, you know, also have the kind of spam that 
specifically preys on those who are less than techno savvy. And it's not just coming in through your email. It is uh, malware in in uh, articles or ads mm. that you yeah targeted that you click ad- on advertisements it, yeah. yeah or it's just or it's just pro- just pro- propaganda yeah in 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 the actual wording of the advertisement or, or whatever itself uh, so unfortunately that is something we have to deal with you have to be ever ever vigilant uh, whenever you're dealing with the outside world uh, and unfortunately. It would be wrong to to codify that to start imprisoning I, people I think for saying things. Either of those options, I think it's fifty fifty, and that's definitely the Andropolian one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't want another regulation. I don't want another list of and crimes. That's why I'm I'm not going to veto. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving all my veto points in bunkers <laughs> underneath isolated <laughs> properties in say Australia for. Envelope reasons. I see. Yeah, yeah. Just locking them up and keeping them safe. Mm -hmm. What a weird reason for a bunker. I could think of a lot of better reasons to have a bunker. No veto incoming? Of course not. I'm not a monster. Freedom of speech is preserved. Good. In Andropolia. Your people should be free to say what they want. It has been that way every single time. Just in general. You say that with a surprise, Seb. No, but like, good. Like, you've, you've, the status quo has been kept, and this is a good level, (laughs) this is a good status quo to continue having. So I'm proud of you. Of course, computer users are buried daily in thousands of unsolicited emails. Just send back your own spam. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Hurl a stone yeah, back. That'll teach them because yep. people are reading them on the other end. Maybe they are. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't expect it. <laughs> like, well, I didn't send this, so it must be legit. <laughs> the Andropolia Sentinel reports free market fine, government initiative shows. Sausage gate, deaths preventable, coroner rules. Hmm. International international observers applaud rising political freedom in Andropolia and pedantry on the rise, well-written study says. So retail as an industry is up 26% in Andropolia. Infotech up 7.7%. Scientific advancement up 3.5%. Wealth gaps and rudeness up 2.5% each. And there's a trailing off for the rest of them. As far as the downtrends are concerned... Authoritarianism down 1%, as is manufacturing as a whole and pizza delivery. Uh, weather is down 1.5%. Income equality down 25 And niceness down 35 You know why I like all those numbers? Your retail went up, which means your resources are not scarce and your, your people are still buying stuff and your manufacturing went down, so you're not arming yourself in a time of conflict. Good. Lead by example. Why would... Be peaceful. What mention of arms was there? All Seb, manufacturing have you went down. Infected? No, Are you a lizard you person? You said all manufacturing is has gone some, down. Is there some worm that has that has burrowed into your shell of 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 a body <laughs> and is re- now directing you know world affairs you know through this through this Seb mask? Talk about spin! I just literally copied your own words at you, and then I hit with that. <laughs> all manufacturing is down. And retail specifically not. arms manufacturing. All man, you said all <laughs> manufacturing <laughs> as a whole. Yes, it's yes, good. good. How is that good? <laughs> well, you're not building bombs and shit, and your retail's up. So all your I'm also building less widgets and cars and computers. Oh, no. Well, that's less good. I need some widgets. But your retail's <laughs> up, which means your resources have not become scarce because of all this. So your people must be prospering. This is great news. Mm. Maybe. Yes, definitely good news. I'm. Terrifically compu- confused. I uh, I can't pay you guys a compliment. I can't give you an insult. You're all so PC today. <laughs> I don't know what to do. 
Maybe it's the environment of distrust that you've manufactured around the table. To find us online, go to Facebook, go to Twitter. You can find us at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash a new world order podcast, where you get all those juicy patron-only episodes, one in every five goes up there. That is where we resolve each of these global crises, and I have a hunch this one's going to get messy. <laughs> so find us online. Until then, I've been Chancellor Zane Z. Weber, the n- leader of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever <laughs> towards maybe the future unless we all destroy each other. I've been your reigning, defending, undisputed, undisputed. nation states champion. Warmonger. Sebastian of the United States of South America. We don't just set the bar. We are the bar. I'm almost surprised that you haven't changed your <laughs> your tagline for this episode specifically. I've, of course, been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.